0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode with the Struggling Hunters. Here we got uh, Eric and me together. I'm Joe. Um, We've, uh, for those of you that are first tuning in for the first time, uh, we call ourselves the Struggling Hunters. Um. Partly the fact is that we do struggle as hunters, but also the to, to pl- kind of play into the rest of life that, you know, not only is hunting hard, but life is hard too. And there's always seems to be struggles and you always got to push your, push your way through them. You always got to dig, claw and keep, keep pushing forward and staying motivated. And that's a big struggle within itself. So yeah, that's kind of us in a nutshell. Um, and. Like, subscribe, tell a friend. We appreciate it if you do that for us. Um, you know, maybe you haven't met us in person, but you know you want to show us some love. And you let us know how we're doing. Uh, that would be that'd be a, a nice gesture for us. You know, instead of paying us, we'll take your money. But it'd be nice to subscribe and leave a comment and tell a friend. But uh, but with that, we'll go ahead and kind of dive off into this this uh week's podcast um and then so i kind of give you a little backstory too is, uh so i'm i'm in utah eric's in colorado so we kind of get two different sides of things as far as hunting season goes and so right now uh eric has a turkey season going on and my turkey season starts in may and so we're, evidently we're, we're in April <laughs> and uh, so I, I'm kind of still off playing should be probably scouting a little bit more for turkey hunting and whatnot but instead been spending more time with uh, with the wife and some family activities and and so with those activities it was last weekend me and me and the wife went out to uh, to the geo beds here in Utah they're out in the West desert. There's another one. There's another area called Topaz Mountain where we we did that one. We went out to Topaz Mountain years ago, where you find like little topaz crystals, little white crystals, which that, that's fun too. But yeah, but anyways, back to the geobeds. We went out and that was fun. Uh, they kind of the BLM I th- did. Uh, I think they dynamited like they blasted up a little area so that way you know you don't have to like dig so hard to get to them and uh yeah so we spent a long it was a long ride driving out there (laughs) and it wasn't too bad than the last like probably two miles three miles before you turned off like there's no sign so like you're driving forever and like well i think i'm going the right direction every time there's a crossroads, you know. Like, well it doesn't say anything about geo beds but you know according to my research i got to keep heading this direction keep heading west young man <laughs> so that's what i did i keep heading west and we finally came across a sign that said geo beds to the right but the the last mile and a half or two i guess it was probably like three miles it was way washboardy <laughs> i was cruising along pretty good on those gravel roads and the washboard kicked in and, I didn't really like going too fast on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, so we turned, made the right and kind of followed these little foothills a little bit and it took you around and we were driving and I was like, oh, I think we're in the right spot. Like, I don't really know where to dig, you know, like just you know, kind of more or less, I guess, dig where you think you can find some, but we followed the road and it curved around to the right and, into this little not really a canyon or or a vein just in between like these two hills and all of a sudden there was people we're like well i guess we're at the right spot <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you actually met up with people all the way out there huh
0: yeah like you're driving out there like we maybe seen one or two other other cars so you kind of feel like you're all by yourself and I think do you know, I think a handful of them were camping out. And so we, we, we like I said, yeah, we turned in, and there was, you know, there's probably 60, 70 people or more. And, oh, wow. Uh, that's kind of, yeah.
1: That's, that's quite a bit of people.
0: Yeah. Like, and, you know, there, it was a lot of people that had kids. It was, so it wasn't because, you know, because they dynamited and it makes it easy to dig, you know, and I guess kids wanting to give them like it was kind of funny we'd be sitting there digging and like a new group of family would move in and, you know not next to right next to us but like you know kind of a distance away from us but the next family closest to us and you hear a kid i found one you know like Uh, i found a big one and it's just like a rock that they found on top of the dirt and uh, and (laughs) And i'm over here digging i was like oh shoot i just been finding these little things and this kid supposedly walked up and found a big one
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny
0: yeah (laughs) but it you know it was so like i said we didn't know really what we're what we're doing. We drove around like the, the area and kind of parked up on top of the hill. It wasn't, when I say hill, it's not like, you know, a big, big hill that we're on top of. It was just an incline or a decline, however you want to look at it and, uh, parked up on top and then kind of walked into the area where that has been dynamited at the, we're at the top of the hill. And I, I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I don't know. Like, you know, like usually, like you know, prospecting for gold. You're, you're like, oh, I, you got to find the banks in the river. Or, you know, like the drops in the water where the gold's gonna fall out, and you know, try to be all uh, you know, thinking hard on it, and and so I just more or less stuck my shovel in the ground and started digging, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, start you know pulled some up and uh and we kind of had jen she was working on her own little spot she found a couple little ones and then and then i put her over by me so that way i can like you know dig a shovel full throw it up and she can kind of work her way through the shovel full Mm -hmm. and we're sitting there and and she's like hey when you pull up like i think it's decomposed granite is what they call it so like if I work my way through this stuff, that's where like we'd find these little ones, and we found some good size ones. And so like that's where I'm getting, I'm finding all the little like these little things that we think are geodes, and like, well, are they? Aren't they? Like I don't know what they look like, and so I had a little, uh, you know, like the the welding hammers where you knock, you know, like the, oh yeah, 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 the
1: uh, the the, sla- little, the slack or whatever you call it. Yeah,
0: you knock the slack off, like they look like a pick hammer, you know. Yeah. So. I, I had one of those out there with me and we pulled one up. It was like, I think that this is a geode. And so we cracked it open and, oh yeah, sure enough, it's a geode. <laughs> and oh, so that was cool. kind of fun, you know? So, yeah. then, so then we kind of figured out where the pay dirt was and, and sat there, worked on that for a little bit and went back up and had some lunch. And uh, which was kind of nice, you know, it was kind of fun because – you didn't, I had to dig a pretty good size hole, you know, like I was pretty much engulfed into the hillside, but because it was dynamited, it was easy to dig. So I had a good size hole, but it wasn't like I was like hours into this hole to find what we found, which, which made it nice. Yeah. So then we just went up, set ate lunch for, you know, rested for an hour, hour and a half. And then went to another spot. And I was like, again, I was like, I, I saw I I should back up. So we're sitting there eating lunch and I I can see the geo beds in front of me. And I look across the ways there and I see this guy like sitting there digging himself a hole. And he keeps like, I can, he's probably about 150 yards away and he's like tossing like these good sized rocks into his bucket. And I, I was like, what the heck? I'm gonna go over to his spot when he leaves, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we found some good ones, but it just seemed like he was always tossing these good ones up. And uh, but again, we just we walked to this other spot, and I was like, well, I guess I'll start digging here. <laughs> so I dug down a little bit, and you know, we'd I'd pull some out, and then and then we and then I get down in there about two feet, and then we started hitting paint dirt again. And, I'm like, oh, we should probably get going, and because we had plenty, and, and then I I stuck my shovel down in there, and like the dirt kind of cleared out, and I could see this one. It was probably you know about just a little bit smaller than a softball, or maybe a little bit bigger than a baseball. And I was like, oh, we got one more to pull out, <laughs> so <I> dug that <laughs> one up. Then we we came home, but it was it's kind of a drive. It's only 116 miles, but because it's all gravel road, it takes like three hours to get out there. Oh yeah. So but I mean it was it was fun. You know we now we have kind of a bag full of geodes. Not that we're rock hounds, but you know people come over kind of have a a talking point, I guess. Yeah. Yeah that sounds But it's fun.
1: Yeah, that's some of that just good old fun that, you know, get out of the house kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And then it was nice that we got kind of rewarded, too. It wasn't like, you know, went out and then it was like, well, we didn't find anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind, of, kind of nice to <laughs> come back with something in your hands of something that you said you're going to do and come back and be like, hey, look what I did. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's
1: that's pretty neat. That uh, That's just that like good old fashioned fun, man. Me and my wife need to do more of that find, find little things like that, you know, kind of just get a, get away for, for the day and do something relaxing. I think it'd be good for both
0: of us. Yeah. Like I said, so that that was, it was fun. That's awesome. And then, yeah, then we came home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, I was just, I guess, guys, guys turn it over. I don't feel like I get it. feel like I get all excited about my stories. And then like, I, I hit a wall when I'm done. It's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. End the story.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we'll get better with that
1: at time or in time. I think we'll uh, work on the storytelling a little bit. Cause I, I do the same exact thing. I'll, I'll, I feel like I have more to say. And then I'm like, well, I guess I don't, you know, and then it's like <laughs> that awkward silence
0: for a second. Right. Like, uh, you know, like, you know, I was like, I was like, I'm excited telling the story. Then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you know, we found them, had a great time. And then we came home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you Which is down? the truth, you know.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure my story will end the same way <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I did a little turkey hunting this weekend uh, went up to this area. I really liked this area that I went to. I didn't see anything. Uh, but me, I had, I had my boy with me and, uh, or my intern rather. And, uh, <laughs> and we, we walked down, we only walked off the road like half a mile, but I found this tree and, uh, we kind of tucked up under the tree and, uh, and and just kinda of watch this little opening and it seemed pretty good, but we had a ton of wind though today or today. Uh we had a ton of wind Sunday and uh and so it, it was kind of annoying, you know, it just got cold and annoying, you know, and we were there for a couple of hours or whatnot, but um couldn't really hear anything or concentrate, you know. That wind was just just no fun to do anything in the wind. But the cool thing is is why we were there probably I heard, I heard some noise on the side of us and I'm like, well, you know, it sounds like, I mean, I, I didn't, I figured it was a deer or an elk. I didn't really know, but I, I heard like some walking. I'm like, Oh, what is that sound? And uh, and I look over and I'd say probably 10 yards to 15 yards away from us. uh, There was this deer and, uh, and he come, he come or she, come running down and stop kind of like I said about 10 15 yards away from us and I look up and I think about the time that that the deer stopped the reason that they stopped they only stopped for a split second but I think the reason why is because the wind was blowing the way it was they got a whiff of me and my intern and uh (laughs) I love saying that anyways (laughs) got a whiff of me and my intern and then uh uh took off up, up the hill a little ways, then turned around and stared at us. And, uh, but it was kind of cool. You know, they got that close and didn't even know we were there till they, till they smelt us. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Laid out a few calls. I did a little bit of filming. I didn't see much, but the area itself, just kind of the layout of the land, just, I was like, I feel pretty confident that if there's a Turkey up in this area that, they might be somewhere around there. I mean, I might have to travel around a little bit, but the terrain kind of looked favor favorable toward uh, maybe maybe getting some turkey. And so, so it was pretty, pretty cool that way. Uh, oh, yeah, those deer, to go back to the deer, they kind of just ran up the hill, and then probably for about five minutes, they were just trying to figure out what we were, and they were staring down at the tree. They couldn't really see us through that tree because we were tucked up under it. And uh, and they just kind of were staring down at us for for a while, and uh, my intern I don't think saw him <laughs> saw him for quite a while, and I was like they're right there, <laughs> and I'm like look at the skyline, <laughs> they're right there, <laughs> he, he's like uh, looking around, I'm like oh my gosh, then I'm finally like then they finally kind of moved a little bit, and I'm like you see a move, and then. I don't know if he did or not, but he started saying, yeah, yeah, I saw him move. So I was like, okay, but I don't, I, he might've just said that just for me to shut up. Cause I'm like, how do you not see him? <laughs> I'm like, you got those young eyes, man. You need to be seeing everything. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> you need to be pointing all these things out to me. But anyway, so he, uh, he got a little bit cold and that went, like I said, that wind was blowing pretty good and he was getting a little cold and i pulled out the hand warmers i i don't you know even whenever we're hunting in uh in october and november i i don't really use the hand warmers that much if at all and uh and i always forget about them. but he was like oh i'm so cold you know getting cold well he's complaining about his feet getting cold mostly and And I was like, well, I got some hand warmers. And so I gave those to him and he's like, oh yeah, these are pretty nice. You know, so he he and that, but uh, yeah, we decided to leave after, I don't know, we were probably out there for a couple hours before, before we went down in there, I kind of drove as far as I could. Uh, And then uh, there was still a bunch of snow. The higher we went, you know, we kind of got to a spot where there's just too much snow to drive anymore. So I turned back around, came down and like i said we we were up under that tree for about a about a couple hours whatever it was and and then uh decided to take off because the because of the wind and stuff so uh not still not a successful turkey hunt but uh you know having fun glad to be getting out that's the biggest thing is just getting out and and enjoying the woods and and uh enjoying enjoying just being out in the wildlife seeing some stuff. Uh man, I was I'm kind of gonna go down a rabbit hole here, but I was uh I was uh on Facebook and and some of my my backcountry pages or hunting pages, whatever on Facebook, I was scrolling through and there's this one guy saying, uh, you got a picture of this big old mountain lion. And he's like, yeah, this thing was like got up like 15 yards away and wasn't scared of me at all, you know, during turkey hunting and wasn't scared of me of at all. And uh and uh he did the 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 mountain lion ended up backing away, but he said, I had to shoot at the ground, you know. He's like, I shot at the ground trying to scare him away, and he just kind of he said the the cat backed off but just real slow and kind of just stared at him the whole time until he finally decided to walk away but um i was like man that's it's crazy i mean i've never been in one of those uh, encounters up that close or anything so i mean i don't i don't know what that's like but you know most of the time you hear like oh they're more scared of you you know they'll run off or whatever but that situation it kind of makes you makes you a little weary you know i'm i'm glad i got my pistol and I was thinking about her. So it got me thinking about my turkey hunt and I'm like, I'm so glad I got my pistol. I I have my bear spray also, but I'm glad I have my pistol also because like this last weekend, the wind was so bad. I mean, the, it probably would have just done nothing but sprayed me if, I, <laughs> if that's all I had, you know, I mean, I have my, yeah. I have my shotgun too. And I'm sure that if something like that happened, the that'd probably be my first line of defense is shoot it with the Turkey load. And then, and then, uh, and then try to scramble to get my pistol out of my bag. But uh, (laughs) I don't know how well it would work, but that's what I would do. If, 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 if things got that ugly, I mean, I would obviously try to scare you know, like get it to shoe away or whatever first, but, um, but it just makes you think, especially whenever like you have a, You know, like, I mean, I have my boy with me and stuff. And that's what's scary. Like, I'm not too worried about me. You know, I'm like, wow, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But like him, you know, I get a little worried about. And that's what that guy said that kind of made the whole story eerie. Is he's like, he's like, man, keep your head on a swivel. Because this thing just kind of popped up out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, he was 10 yards away from me, you know. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's, that's a little too close for comfort. But, but I think it's kind of far, you know, far, far, few, few in between. God, I hate whenever I say it, try to come say those old sayings. And then <laughs> I'm like, am I messing that up? You know, if it was just me and you and I wasn't on a podcast, I'd let it slide by. But on a podcast, I'm like, am I saying that right? <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so yeah, just kind of, kind of food for food for thought. And, uh, that's another one. Is it foo or food? I think it's food, but <laughs> anyway, um, just, yeah. And then I saw this other one, I'm like in a, in this doom and gloom mood, mood, I guess. But I saw this other one about a grizzly attack and man, he took some pictures of him in the hospital and this is after he was all cleaned up. I imagine he probably looked a lot worse, uh, beforehand, but man, those grizzlies, they can leave some marks. Yeah, it's crazy how uh, how deep how deep their teeth can. I mean, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, but you just don't really think about it until you see the photo evidence or whatever, and you're like, ah, man, that I wouldn't want those marks on me, you know? Right. The only mark that I'd want is maybe like a claw mark on my stomach or something, you know. <laughs> Then whenever I'm swimming or something, whoa, what happened? You know, ah, grizzly attack. <laughs> you should see him. <laughs> you should see the grizzly, exactly. But uh but yeah, that's uh that's pretty much my hunting, my my turkey hunting story as as of right now. I will add in though that uh I said last week that And and there's kind of another part to this too, but I, I did a little, I happened to just be in the area and I did a little more scouting and took my time. So up where I work or one of the areas that I work in saw a bunch of Turkey today and I've been, I've been holding back on going up there because it's kind of a drive and, and uh, also I'm, I wasn't quite sure, uh, public land versus private land, but I did a little more research and there's a lot of, it's all pretty much state, uh, state land, if you will. And, um, there's some private in there, but there's a lot of state land to hunt. And, uh, so, and I saw some turkeys in that area. So I'm thinking I'm going to head up that way and just go ahead and do it. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I drive that way every day for work. Right. So like part of my plan, whenever I'm going Turkey hunting is I don't want, you know, I'm trying to get away from work, if you will. So I don't want to go up that way. Cause it kind of feels like I'm going to work. If that makes sense. Going to the office, (laughs) going to the office to a, to a sense. So, um, so that's why I was, I kind of, I kind of was hesitant about doing it, but man, I, I just saw hands. I saw three hens, and they were all, they were all kind of all down the same road, but they were pretty spread far apart. Uh, I never did see a tom, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure they're in here somewhere, and it just gave me a lot of hope. It's the most activity I've seen uh, in the last couple weekends of of turkey season, so uh, I'm excited to to go see what I can. i can do up there i i don't know if i'll do it this weekend but maybe next weekend for sure i'll try to get up there and and uh check that out this weekend i might go to where i went last weekend so uh yeah just uh just doing that uh with that said though that's kind of my turkey hunt that's where that's where my turkey hunt is right now in colorado um nothing too exciting as far as is takes or anything but hopefully soon i'll get something um but speaking of turkey though joe you did a little bit of research and uh is there some uh stuff that you'd like to talk about
0: <laughs> um yeah so it's kind of hard was, uh, you know i guess it shouldn't say hard it's finding information you can always come across some information but trying to i guess uh, digest the information or find something that you understand that you as a person can understand, relate to, or want to read, you know, was, I feel like it's kind of hard. Like I was trying to find some Turkey information and some of it, you know, like I just didn't enjoy what the content was, but I did find an article, um, excuse me. Uh, and it was done by the, the bone collector group and it was titled uh, five hunting tactics to avoid getting busted. And uh, so there are five tactics was uh, using the right setup, perfect run and gun, Turkey hunting, avoid common Turkey decoy mistakes and sound like a real Turkey and take concealment seriously. So, and I kind of, you know, it's a pretty quick, easy read. And I liked, I kind of liked how the article flowed. It was, you know, went pretty good for me. And, uh, but I wanted to kind of just focus on, um, their one, uh, point, it would be number three, avoid the common Turkey decoy mistakes. And I kind of, you know, bring that up because I've, I've, I purchased some, uh, decoys to get ready for this this turkey hunt and I just was like you know (laughs) I didn't know what to get so I just bought some and I didn't know you know really I didn't I probably could have done some research but again I didn't and I after I bought them I was like well hopefully I got the right thing but uh so after reading through this I think I did okay because you know I didn't think of it says using the wrong decoy. And I was like, Oh, what's the wrong decoy? You know, no one ever really talks about decoy setups. Like they just, I got my decoys out there. And, uh, so I liked the article because it kind of gave a little bit behind the, of what, what is the wrong decoy? And, uh, so, you know, one of the top one, so one of the things it was saying was, uh, you know, paying attention to what season it is. Like usually the spring, you, you do have like the the strut going on. You know, where they're trying to breed the hens, and then you have like you know the. I think for me hunting Utah, the hunt is going to be after they they're still strutting, but they're not strutting as heavy, and so um. So like it says here, like a big. Str- starting tom decoys effective early but can but can be can't but can spook turkeys later in the season hens hen setups are consistently effective throughout the year and your best bet when using decoys as part of your turkey hunting strategy so it sounds like you know you can have a hen decoy year round it's that decoy of that of that tom all puffed up and strutting and um, showing, showing his stuff. And, you know, I think that kind of makes sense. And, uh, you know, one of the things too, that it kind of, I think it was this article that, uh, that it was saying too, is, you know, you want to be careful on where, where you place your decoy, um, compared to where you're hunting. And I think, you know, I'd fall into this category, I think, unless I sat down and thought about it. But you know, they'll you don't want to be seen by the turkey, so you kind of place the decoy out there a ways, which might be you know kind of on the far side of uh, of your shotgun range. So you know, you, you want to make sure your decoys are set up fairly close to to give you the shot. You know, so that it's not like if a turkey hangs up out there, past where your decoy is, you know, he's going to be out there a ways. But if you bring your decoys in closer, then he hangs up, it might actually give you a shot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, um, which is something I never thought, you know, be interested in, in, uh, in, in, you know, seeing how that works. And then the other thing too, I thought was interesting that. I'd probably be guilty of is uh, setting They were saying setting your decoy straight in line with you to where the Turkey would probably be coming in. You know, in other words, they don't, you don't want to set your decoy up to where that you're right behind it as a backdrop where the Turkey would be coming from because where the Turkey's trying to see movement. And if you move with all, like, you know, if you're in, if you're on the backdrop of your decoy, and that Tom coming coming in is looking for movement, and you move, and your decoy doesn't. He's going to focus in on you. You know what's that movement back there? And so I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, That's it's a very some- good point too,
1: because I bet I know a lot of people because they're thinking more about their shooting line than their right. Then, but yeah, turkey coming in directly in front of you, and and then you move to adjust to get a good shot or something. Then he sees you
0: move, throw everything off. Yes. And you know, like I said, uh, these these are little things I think if you slow down, and stop and think about it, you'd get there. But as a new turkey hunter, um you know, you kinda just not necessarily rush, but you get your your head in and you're like, Oh, I just got I gotta hurry up, sit down and and uh and get ready. And I think, you know, you kinda just Think yourself, s- set yourself up for success. Yeah, you know, and you, like I said, I don't. I think I'd overlook those things without even thinking about it, because you know, for, like a, to start over with the decoy. You know, I to me, getting a decoy that's all st- thinking about it, all started up and wanting ready to put on a show is that's to me as a male Turkey. So like, you're just showing a male Turkey out there, mm-hmm. but then, you know, depending on the season, uh, bring caution onto the other turkeys. What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to
1: throw in one thing here about, uh, decoys. I, uh, I was kind of taking a different tactic this year and this weekend kind of made me rethink that i was kind of gonna do i guess more of the running gun method you know
0: Uh Um,
1: not really worry about decoys just try to find them and and uh, go for it you know Um, and but where we were set up and everything i was like man you know what i think i need to get some decoys (laughs) because it would have been perfect because there were some trees that were kind of blocking some of my shooting lane or whatever but i I feel like it kind of works perfect with with how we were set up. Cause I could still see out there, but you know, if a Turkey where we were decided to come in that area um, I was like, man, I need some decoys out, out in the field a little ways. And then to bring them in to there. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I, I would, it would have been perfect though with some decoys. I was like, I was like, man, I don't know, maybe by next week in a, I'll get a couple of decoys and and try that tactic. So we'll see if I do or not. But but yeah, uh I was gonna definitely throw that into my hunting art arsenal. Kind of with something that you alluded to not uh just a bit ago was uh us being so new at turkey hunting, trying to figure out the best tactics. And you know, I see I see videos with both, you know, where they use decoys and then where they kind of run and gun, you know, they know where the turkeys are and they hear the gobble up the hill and they kind of go after them or, or, uh, or try to call them in that way, but without decoys. And so I was trying to take that tactic of the, like I said, I guess you could call it the run and gun tactic, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to try both. I think I'm going to go get some decoys at some point this season and, and, uh, try both and, I guess whatever one works, or hopefully one of them works, but uh, whatever one works is the one
0: I'll probably start sticking with the most. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Like, so like you know, like I think that's kind of how, as I've been thinking about my keys to success for this turkey hunt this year, like it'd be a mixture of like kind of running gun. Like I want to try to get out in the morning. You know before before dawn a good chunk before dawn just to try to get out there and call and see if i can hear anything gobble or making noise so that way maybe i can figure out where to set up for first light and then after that it might turn into kind of like a run and gun type thing where i'm just kind of hitting about you know moving moving along where i think they might be and just hitting Um, different places and just sitting and calling for a little bit and being patient and, and whatnot. And then, you know, make sure try to be in the areas where there's, there's food and water as well. The other thing too, is, you know, just being quiet. Those suckers are, I didn't realize, like, you know, realize how cautious they are. And I think I talked about it in other podcasts, but this last year during the deer hunt and elk hunt and late season hunts, and I've had the opportunity to run into them a handful of times and they're pretty like the just a little bit of movement I made, they they were I like I knew they were there, I think before they knew I was there, but they clued into me fairly fairly quickly a couple a couple times.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, it's for somebody that's never turkey hunted and, uh, and, but been out in the woods a lot, it's, it's a mind warp because I've been to areas where I see them run, run right in front of me. I mean, it's not like they want to stick around and say hi, but they, they run across the road or whatever and you know, like you run into them all the time on the road and you're like, how hard can this Turkey thing be? And then you start it and it's, it's a lot more challenging than a guy really whenever you actually get off the road and try the right thing. Cause for whatever reason, when they're on the road, maybe they feel safe because most people just drive on by, don't pay no attention or whatever. So they're just like, yeah, you know, vehicles aren't a danger, but when you kind of get more in their world and and you're out in the woods, they're they're a lot more cautious. It seems like. Yeah. Um, From, from my experience anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I guess, like I said, like it was just this last year, there was one spot that they moved into beneath me as I was sitting there waiting for a deer and, and I I can see him moving through the brush. Then one kind of, picked his head up and did a whole little like look over at me with his little eye. And, and I think I just barely moved my hand and he put his head back down and was gone. You know, like didn't wow. really wait to see exactly what I was.
1: <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah.
0: I, I can imagine though. And in September last year, we were down in on doing this we had one me and my little sister had one day to hunt on this doe tag that she had and we were watching this field and these turkeys came out and we were kind of, we were tucked up under a tractor and uh and they came out and just kind of came out from the scrub oak and looked kind of in our direction looked out a little bit and then turned around and went back in the scrub oak like it was just yeah. kind of yeah and we weren't really moving you know like drawing much attention to ourselves like i said we might have moved a little bit but it wasn't like we're really showing them where our location was but they just turned around and went back in god that, kinda,
1: that makes me think that probably probably been turkey all around me i just moved too much <laughs> in the past <laughs> like because last year um uh, i remember setting up on this hill and I wasn't really tucked up under a tree or anything. I was just kind of sitting on this hill uh, trying to turkey call out, you know, hoping that it would get some range and maybe I'd hear something come back. But there was a point where I thought about it and I'm like, I'm not really tucked up under, like, I don't have much cover around me. I'm like, they probably hear where that's coming from, look up and see me and they're like, that guy sure sounds like a turkey. And ducks, ducks under, you know, takes off or whatever. And I never see them, but, um, it was just kind of a thought that I had, but you saying that with what you're saying, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure if, if there was a Turkey in the area, they probably saw me before I, you know, or I didn't even know they were there. So they probably saw me just took off. Yeah. Could, could have been, they, they're pretty quiet. But then, but then you hear about guys shutting a Ford door and
0: and they sound turkeys off
1: going off. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like this year the they've been and it could could just be my experience, but it seems like they've been a little quieter this year than uh, in the past as far as Goblin because last year uh, I didn't nest. I didn't see any in my, in my, uh, where, where I could hunt, I didn't see any, but I was on this, it was at work again, but I had my Turkey call with me and, and, uh, man, I, I mean, I had them going off, you know, and I'm like, Hey, I, I think I'm kind of a, I can do some Turkey calls. So it kind of built my confidence up for that, but man, I couldn't do nothing about it, but they were just going off right back at me. And this year, uh, so what was it? I, was it after my first weekend? I saw another turkey in this area where I can't hunt. This is kind of like the story of my life, but I I took out my call real quick and tried to call. And like, well, that turkey saw me playing his day. I, I mean, I know, I know, I know it did, but I got no response. Like, I mean, that turkey was just gone. So, I mean, it was partially, partially me, but I was like, well, chips you know, see what I can do, press my luck here. And, and, uh, and yeah, I didn't get nothing. That Turkey just took off. So, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I've been seeing Turkey, but just can't close the distance, seal the deal, put the, I don't know, put, (laughs) I was trying to think of another one. I couldn't do it. My bad.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that kind of got. I think it. You know, like I said, it was a article by the Bone Collector: five, um, five turkey hunting tactics to avoid getting busted. And I, if you guys are looking for something to to read or whatnot, to you know, a quick little read to help you think about something to get yourself ready for hunting. I think it was, it was a decent little article it gave you stuff to to think about and I think some good little pointers to to uh to get you on the right direction.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I I I got a little bit out of it. it got me thinking about some of my tactics and and uh maybe changing them up and and uh your personal story with uh how you bent your hand on that one turkey and he put his head back down and just took off kind of kind of made me rethink some of my tactics and maybe I need to be sneaking around the woods a little bit, be a little more stealthy than I probably have been. Not that I've been trying to make all kinds of noise necessarily, but I probably could work on being a little more stealthy for sure. So that's an interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I got uh, I got a couple more stories and then I guess we'll uh get out of here. I'll try to talk about them as quick as possible, but earlier today I was going through one of my notebooks and I noticed I noticed that uh I had this this bullet point that I I I wanted to probably talk about on the podcast and then ended up forgetting about it or whatever the case was. But uh, it was about this uh guy and i and i'm pretty sure i found the article here on the internet and it was a a 63 year old man from uh dillsboro uh where is this oh indiana indiana man um he uh he was hunting in in an area and he ended up getting a buck and tied it up to his four-wheeler or ATV I don't it doesn't say what it was but uh his ATV and he was driving and he went up on a steep incline and he ended up flipping the 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 ATV backwards and ended up landing on top of himself but he had that buck strapped to his four-wheeler and the antlers off of that buck ended up stabbing him uh, long story short, it seems like he survived. I didn't see that it, that the man passed away or anything from his injuries. But uh, <laughs> long story short, he stabbed himself with his own buck. So he kind of came. He kind of went from a very a, a really high point in the day to a very low point in the day. I uh, just thought that was kind of an interesting story, and it was kind of cool that I came across it. And obviously, forgot to talk about it in in an earlier podcast of uh, uh, early, early or not early. It was kind of, it was this article says that it was November of 2020. So I, I must've heard it around that time. Um, or a little bit after. So, uh, yeah, back in 2020, I had, I wrote it down as a bullet point and then never, never brought it up or whatever. (laughs) So anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. And then I kind of wanted to get out of here with, with a quick story that I've, held on to for a couple of weeks, but I just thought it was too funny not to tell. And, uh, my wife, my wife, so I got a bow this year or er- early this year. And I've been, I've been practicing whenever I can shooting the bow and, and, uh, my wife has been getting real interested in it. You know, at first it was kind of a hot topic around the house. You know, I can't believe he bought a bow, you know, and we didn't plan for it. And I said, yeah, I know, but you know. I, I want to get into this and anyway. So after I got it and doing it, uh, she, she kind of showed some interest and I bought my son one, but you know, my son's bow is, is, uh, too small for her. And uh, it's just about right for my son, but it's too small for her, but she was shooting that a little bit and, and enjoying it. And, uh, anyway, so, a couple weeks back, I was like, well, you know what? Why don't you just try to pull it back? Like, see if you could pull it back and, and uh, uh, my bow, just see if you could pull my bow back and, and, uh you know, let, let one go and see how it feels. And I wish, well, so to start out, like she was shooting my son's bow a little bit. And like I said, that one's too small for her, but she was shooting it a little bit. So she had an idea of how to shoot a bow. So I didn't really think much of it whenever I gave her my bow. Uh, You know, we kind of already went through all the talking points and stuff on, on how to shoot the bow and everything. So I thought she was good to a point. And so she starts to pull it back and she gets almost there, but doesn't quite get to that, that where the cams go back and, you know, it's, it, it's easy. And I was like, okay, you know, I was like, pull it back as far as you can, and she did, and and I just kind of, I just kind of helped her pull it back just a little, you know, to that point, right? And I'm like, all right, now it's easy, right? And she's like, yeah, you know, it's easy. And I was like, all right, well, let it go, and uh, I assumed that she was aiming, and maybe she thought she was, but she let that thing go. And my backyard's not very big, and we have neighbors all around us. <laughs> and that thing goes straight through our fence or past the target straight through our fence into the neighbor's yard. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh no, man. And and, and it was kind of crazy. Cause I, I, you know, I mean the arrow's going pretty fast, but I still, I just saw a glimpse of it going like right above the target and I'm like this ain't, you know, like that quick in my mind, I'm like, this ain't good. And so it goes over there and, and, uh, I couldn't find it. I, I looked over in the neighbor's yard forever and ever, and I couldn't find it, but out of embarrassment, and this is probably why I've been holding on to this story for a couple of weeks, but I'm like, ah, you know, I, I felt dumb because I was like, I should have, I should have made her take the time to, to aim better. Um, and then, you know, she feels bad too, because it went over to the neighbor's yard. Uh, anyways, so we looked and looked and looked and and uh and we never could find it and so she's like well what are you gonna do and i'm like well i'm gonna wait until he walks that arrow over it says hey uh you you guys you guys shot an arrow in my yard and that ain't cool and i'm gonna say my son i told him not to do that (laughs) i'm gonna throw my boy under the bus (laughs) so hard (laughs) grab my arrow (laughs) and put it up (laughs) And, and, uh, yeah, we're going to forget that story ever happened. If he ever finds it, I don't know if he'll ever find it or not, but, but anyways, that's the plan. That's, that's kind of what I'm going to do. So, um, I just thought that was kind of a funny story. One of those stories that, uh, I can't wait to, to, uh, tell for years to come or whatnot. And, and hopefully my neighbor does find it and actually do that, but I'm totally going to chew him (laughs) out and, uh. (laughs) My son's going to be confused as hell, but, uh, it's going to be funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, uh, anyway, uh, you know, another, another moral to that story though, before, before we finish up here is, um, is just, just I'm, I'm making groups, you know, I I'm only doing about 15 yards or so. And, and, um, where I'm practicing at, like I said, I don't have a very big backyard and it's all I got but my groups are, are, uh, you know, pretty tight or fairly tight and I'm hitting the target every time, you know, I don't have little wanderers or anything. So my, my confidence is, is pretty high. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not gonna have a fling or anything. And, uh, so I didn't even think about her, you know, flinging one to the neighbor's yard or anything. And, and so moral of the story is, is, is definitely, uh, uh, be careful with what you're doing. Cause, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to kind of think of all possibilities and scenarios and, uh, yeah. So just be careful with what you're doing and, and try not to get any flingers to your neighbor's yard. Matter of fact, I've kind of slowed down on shooting my bow just because even though I didn't do it, it just kind of has me a little nervous, you know, just of the accidental, Uh, arrow flinging, flinging somewhere. So uh, I'm planning on making a target for the backyard. That's a little kind of bigger or whatever sets up, but I'm trying to think of a way to, uh, even if I only set it up whenever I'm shooting the bow, um, I'm trying to think of a way to set it up in a, in a, in a way that um, like have a piece of plywood or something that's like three quarters inch thick or something that, if there is a flyer, it'll hopefully hit that backboard before it goes into a neighbor's house or into their backyard or whatnot. So yeah. Um, anyway, that's, a, that's my story. Um, I just thought it was kind of fun. Uh, I'll leave you guys with this unless Joe, you got anything more to add? Nope. All right. I'll leave you guys with this. You know, uh, me and Joe, we've been working hard on this podcast and, and, um, trying to, trying to do something with it, trying to make it grow. And so it'd be really nice if you guys are hearing this, sticking with us this long to, uh, maybe share this with a friend, you know, uh, send them a, send a cinema send text and say, Hey, you got to listen to these guys. They're, uh, they're pretty, they're pretty, pretty silly or whatever. And, uh, you know just kind of kind of help us out share share our podcast help us grow we'd much appreciate it uh like joe said like subscribe follow uh whatever your platform says do that <laughs> and uh with that said guys we are the struggling hunters and we are out of here
0: take care